As some of you know, in college, I worked each summer on the camp staff at Massanetta Springs in Harrisonburg. It was a great experience and had a, a pretty big part in my own call to ministry. I still remember my first summer there learning the ropes as a camp counselor. Now, one thing I struggled with uh, while, while working there, at least at first, was learning the intricate trail system in the woods behind the camp where we needed to traverse to get to various activities throughout the day, sometimes at night. Our staff training included a very brief overview of these trails, and next thing I knew, I had to lead campers through these vast woods. Now, it didn't take too long before my co-counselor and I managed to get our whole camp lost, and we were unable to find our campout spot. We felt as if we had to lead through a path to lead down a way that we didn't understand or know. And we were lost, truly lost, in more than one sense of the word. In this crazy, stressful time of COVID-19, it's easy to feel lost. To know what the next step is that we should take, what the next place is we should be going to, even with the updated plan for our state to reopen and that there may there be a glimpse of light, there's still so much uncertainty that it's hard to know what to do next. We feel as if we're lost and don't know the way. At least I know I have. In our gospel lesson this morning, we find that the disciples feel a little lost. Our passage here is the beginning of what's known as the farewell discourse in John's Gospel. It's right after what we celebrated on Maundy Thursday, where Jesus washes his disciples' feet and gives them the new commandment that they love one another as he has loved them. Then he talks for four whole chapters straight, basically saying goodbye, encouraging the disciples and giving them instructions on how to move forward after he's no longer with them as their teacher. He starts this goodbye letter with such comforting words to his disciples. Then to John's community some two to three generations later. And then finally, his words continue to be comforting to us today living in quarantine. How does he begin this farewell discourse? Do not let your hearts be troubled. Then Jesus uses the beautiful image of his father's house, one that has many rooms or dwelling places, and that he goes to prepare a place for us. This is a beautiful, beloved image of the church, and it's a very comforting one, one that I often use at funerals because it reminds us that Jesus goes before us to prepare a place for us in his father's house, and that there is plenty of room in it. While I love this image, it was another one in this text that stuck out to me this week as I wrestled with this familiar reading. Right after this image, get this, Jesus says, hey, you all know the way to the place where I'm going. And then, almost on cue, as if written for your favorite sitcom, in comes Thomas, 
Remember the so-called Doubting Thomas, or as I prefer to think of him, that overachieving disciple from a couple weeks ago? Yes, that Thomas. Just then, he speaks up and says, hey, Jesus, no, we really don't know the way. How can we know the way? I love this about Thomas. He knows how to ask a good question. You know, I think he would have made a pretty good Presbyterian. Always asking questions, always pushing for more information, always trying to go one step deeper. So he asks, Lord, how can we know the way? To which Jesus replies with the memorable and often quoted, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How can we know the way? Jesus says, I'm the way. The Father and I are one. If you know me, you know the Father. It's interesting here. The first believers from the resurrection through about half the book of Acts didn't call themselves Christians. They referred to themselves as people of the way. The way of Jesus, the way of the Father. They defined themselves by the journey of following the one who calls himself the way. It's a little wordplay that's more than a coincidence. And John illustrates that and has some fun uh, highlighting the significance of that here. So then after this, Philip, another good Presbyterian disciple candidate, says, Hey, Jesus, just show us the Father and we'll be good. See, they think that Jesus can show them the way to the Father. But Jesus instead instead reveals that he and the Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. These words, among others in scriptures, would play a big role in the early church's developing theology in understanding the Trinity, to understand God as triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But for now, these words are meant to comfort these weary disciples, to comfort John's community a couple generations later, And they're meant to comfort us now, to remind us that we know the way to the Father. Jesus accompanies us on this journey and never leaves us alone. This isn't to say that the way of discipleship is an easy one, nor is it one without its own troubles. Rather, what it means is that Jesus will always meet us in both the mountaintops and valleys of life. Reminding us that no matter how lost we feel, we know the way. Looking back on our reading as a whole, I think Thomas and Philip really show us the value of a good question. They show us that it's okay to ask questions, to wrestle with things in the walk of faith. It kind of reminds me of my least favorite subject in school, math. I remember times where the teacher would give us the right answer, but then with the right answer, we'd have to show the work on how we could get to that right and correct solution. As Christians, we know the way. We know Jesus is the way. He is the answer. He is our pathway. But we still all have questions. 
We still struggle along the way as we figure things out on the journey of faith we call the Christian life. And this passage shows us that that's okay. In this trying season of life, we all have questions about every aspect of our lives. Our faith very much included in this. When we feel lost, or at wit's end, or at a spiritual fork in the road, our risen Lord comes to us to remind us that we know the way. Jesus meets us in these questions And our community in the church continues to encourage us along the way, even when we can't be together in person. Friends, as Jesus tells us, do not let your hearts be troubled in this difficult, uncertain time. Because we know the way. We know that Jesus himself goes ahead of us and will always meet us wherever we are on this path. So let us go and share this good news. May it give us comfort, but may it also embolden us to live out the gospel of the one who himself is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen.